What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Coach Chelsea, and I want to talk to you a little bit about a new app that I've been introduced to. They're actually even the sponsor for this episode. Imagine Golf is the number one golf app for your mental game. So Imagine Golf is the number one app, and it has already had 200,000 downloads and 3,000 plus five-star reviews in the app. You can go and check out right now their seven-day free trial with absolutely no commitment. Their app slogan just makes it all make sense. Keep imagining what's possible. It focuses on the mental game. They create snackable, just three minutes a day, lessons to help you with your golf game. And the content is delivered in audio form so you can listen on the go. Even the download members right now say that this is absolutely the best app ever. I even take a look at it on my phone right now, and I know that this is where you want to be. So please go to your app store right now, whether you have an Apple or an Android, go to your app store right now and download Imagine Golf. Think better, play better, imagine what's possible. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to open up the month of March, Women's History Month, with an amazing servant leader. I've been watching her for a little bit. I told her that, and one of the biggest things that I do, I tell people, God always leads the leaders that are supposed to come grace the mic with their presence, but with their gift. And today we have servant leader Brandy Ford with us. She's an amazing servant leader. She's a sports chaplain, but she's also the founder of Game Changer 180, which is an amazing venture that we're going to let her get into, but an inspiring young lady, and I'm so glad to have this conversation. So I thank you for your time, and I'm going to go ahead and pass the torch to you so uh, you can introduce yourself to the listeners and set the tone, and we're going to get this conversation started, but I thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Coach. Um, I'm excited to be here. Whenever I can get called to do anything, I'm very excited about it. So I'm, I'm always grateful and I'm always thankful. Whatever God allows me to do, I'm just here. As you say, to be a servant leader, uh, that has always been instilled in me. Um, I, I'm a pastor's kid. Both of my parents are pastors. Uh, so I've always grew up in some type of ministry. Um, and I've been myself in ministry for 25 years now. And I've always done something in athletics and uh, with young people. So I'm really blessed. Uh, as, as I always tell people, I'm a street preacher. And it allows me uh, to not have to do the most conventional thing. Uh, yes, I can preach in the pulpit, but uh, I'd rather be in the street serving, serving people, uh, common people in uncommon places. A, a lot of people, you know, if you're in a locker room, if you're, you know, in the court, or if you're and on a football field or wherever you might be, um, the word of God is always powerful, no matter um, if it's housed or if it's outdoors or, you know, wherever it is. So um, I'm truly grateful for that. Um, And I'm I'm grateful to be here. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I remember when I told you, uh, when you uh, approached me, I was like, whoa, this is such an awesome opportunity. (laughs) So I was really grateful for that. Um, and as soon as you gave me, um, you were like, uh, you know, we do this podcast and we have this Bible study and we'd like you to come on and you were telling me about it. The first thing that dropped in my spirit was Galatians uh, 6 and 9. And I was telling you about that. Um, and basically it says, um, let us not be weary in, in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. 
Um, and I think we're in a season um, where people are being hit left, right, upside down, right side up, um, not only in our daily uh, jobs and our tasks and the things that we're called to um, and our leadership, but also just personally. Um, there's so many things going on in the world right now. Um, we just had a very high political climate season. We had uh, race wars. Um, now the church, as, as I say, the church is imploding um, and the world is exploding. Um, and everybody's just trying to figure out where do I fit? Um, what's going on with my faith? Um, you know, how do I navigate all these things? COVID is very big. Um, it's affecting a lot of families. It's affecting a lot of people uh, financially, health-wise, mentally. Um, a lot of people don't want to address the mental anguish um, that's going on. A lot of separation, a lot of loneliness, um, a lot of uh, mental just turning. Um, a lot of people are, um, their sleep is being affected now. Um, there's, there's so many things. And I, I think that scripture is so important to us because we know what we've been called to do. We know the thing that God has placed on the inside of us um, as leaders, as coaches, as chaplains, just as people of God. Um, but it becomes tiring. I had an um, NFL player uh, hit me up uh, uh, last month and he was like, Brandy, how do we stay positive in all of these things that are going on? Social media, so many people are saying so many different things. Uh, family members are negative because financially they can't hold on. People are losing houses, people are losing cars, people don't have food on their tables. Um, you know, how do I remain in this positive space of mine when all I'm being hit is with all the negative things that are happening? And I was like, you have to know that what you're doing, be not weary in your well-doing. Because we, he was like, I, there's nobody else around me that's being positive. So how do I combat this on a daily basis of just being hit with the negative? And so just being able to break those things down to him um, and have him understand that we may endure for a season for joy comes in the morning. This too shall pass. Um, and those are things that people do not want to hear right now. Everybody wants a quick fix. We want to answer. We'll look into government. We'll look into all these people to be the answer. But um, I just believe in my heart that it always goes back to, okay, God, you're the beginning. You're the end. You're the everything in between. Um, when we don't have, you supply it. You supply the need of the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness um, for that entire time where their clothes didn't get old, their shoes didn't, you know, get old. You fed them from out of the sky. You provided water for rocks. So if you did that for your people back then, what much more can you do for your people now? You fed uh, the multitude with two fish and a, and a loaf. Um, so what can you do now to supply for your people? But I also believe it goes back to if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, you know, turn from the weaker ways, that's when I'll hear from heaven and that's when I'll heal the land. So um, I think prayer is essential in this time. Um, yes, it's taxing on us, um, those who have a heart for God, those who are called to be servant leaders. But, um, you know, my, my encouragement is it's basically an encouragement. Don't get weary in your well-doing. Yes, it, it takes you and it, it stretches you to the ends of your capacity. But when you're stretched, that's when God can do the most. Um, and at the end of that stretch, uh, you have more room. Uh, you know, and, and I always say that, um, you know, it's something about elevation. 
Uh, to whom much is given, much is required, and to whom much more is given, much more is required. Um, and every culture that I know is always, you know, elevating in their leadership ability, um, elevating in their capacity um, to be able to serve uh, the athletes that they do serve. Um, and every athlete is trying to stretch and get to that next piece of their greatness. Um, and that takes stretching and it takes pressing. Um, I had someone text me the other day and they were like, I, I can't bear the weight. It just feels like I'm being crushed. And I was like, that being crushed, that's the oil that's being pressed. And the oil, that's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Come so all on. you're doing is being elevated in this season for the next assignment that God has for you. Um, and that next assignment is going to be a larger assignment than what you are now. So when you are finished with the crushing and when you feel like you cannot be squeezed anymore, that's when you know God is getting the best out of you so that he is tearing out those old wine skins that he can pour a new wine in. And we're all looking for the new wine. We want the fresh stuff. Um, the old stuff has to go away in order for us to get the fresh. So that's my encouragement um, to all the listeners that are listening. Uh, and that's what God laid on my heart. So uh, I hope that encouraged somebody. Well, let me tell you this. I know it encouraged me and I was laughing to myself because, you know, here lately, uh, you know, the streaming, we'll let outside things get in the way. And so the streaming on my end, I, I'm tech okay. You know, some people say they're tech savvy. I'm tech okay. And it's been <laughs> tripping, but I laugh because I say, you know, things like that used to trip me up, right? It used to just take me completely, completely out of my field and I've learned to not sweat the small stuff. And as, as I'm sitting here listening to you, and it was just amazing how God shows up. We have a coach that is constantly on here, Coach Chris. And, you know, I'm going to put her out just for a second because something that you stated, all I'm going to say is this, something you stated was confirmation for something that I said to her, I believe, a week or two ago. And that's just how God works and how he moves. And you stated something that was huge. You said that at the end of the day, when you're stretched, God can do the most. And in the end, you'll have more room. And, and, I, and I feel that so often as leaders, we fear elevation because, and I'm not talking about in the titles, we feel fear elevation of God using us because we don't want to go through that process. Yes. Yes. The, the person I spoke to, that, that's exactly what they said. They did not want to go through the process, but it's, it's the process that gets you to the next thing. Yeah, all the time, you know, and so, and it amazes me. Let's talk about, and, and I love this because you're mentioning these things and I can only imagine the nuggets that you give these young people. I was talking a little bit before we came on today and I said, I love how, you know, all your hands aren't just in one facet or one niche. Like you literally are working with young athletes. You're working with the collegiate and the professional level athletes you created an organization called Game Changer 180. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about Game Changer 180, yep. how that came about in your mind, and then just talk about what, what that comes to do for our athletes? Sure. So um, like I said before, because I've been in sports ministry for 25 years now, every year, good God, <laughs> every year, um, <laughs> I've... Um, I've always worked with some level of athlete. Uh, I played basketball myself. I've had double knee surgeries. I also partial scholarship at Alcorn State and Mississippi State University where I graduated. 
Um, I worked in the training room, so I worked with football and track and field at Mississippi State, and I worked with every sport at Alcorn State University. I was, uh, I've started FCA um, at Alcorn with a friend of mine, um, and then I was vice president of Fellowship for Christian Athletes at Mississippi State. So sports ministry has always been a part of my life um, in some facet, shape, or form. Um, about, what year is it now? Maybe 10 years, 11 years ago, I had um, a friend of mine call me and say, hey, there's this um, athlete in Jacksonville and they need prayer. Can you please call and, and pray? I, I am predominantly known for prayer. Um, that's just something extra God has given me a gift in probably because I spent a lot of time in prayer and I've you know gone through study and classes and all these things on effective prayer um, and so I, I got this phone call one day and um, it was an athlete and his mom and they were like all these things are happening right now and I think this player had just transitioned from a 12-year NFL career at one team and just now coming into a new team and it was just all these things that were going on. So I just prayed. I, I just prayed. And they were like, can you, can we fly you here? And can you come and pray over our house? And so I went there and I prayed over the house. Um, and then um, after that, they were like, the, the athlete themselves was like, can you just give me something to like feed off of for the week? So I just started this one little email and it just had like an encouragement piece in it. And um he sent it to another player in the locker room. It's like, where did you get this from? And it was like, oh, Brandy, like she sends me this thing. And so that's how Game Changers was actually started. And so it started out as a weekly um, email encouragement um, to, to players on that particular team. And then they started either transitioning, moving to other teams, and it just started spreading across. And then we just started adding athletes. And then we got up to about 100 players and their wives. Um, who were like, hey, can we get this every week? And then can you come and can you, we don't like our chaplain, can you come and speak to us before a game? So I was like, wait, what are we, what are we doing here? Um, can, we, can you pray before or can you pray after games? Um, so I, I did a lot of traveling for a, a very long set of time. And then um, I, I started um, talking to the Lord because I kept seeing the same type of recurring issues. Um, and I was like, Lord, we have to, try to figure out how do we stop some of these things in high school students before they reach um, the collegiate level and before they reach um, the professional level. So I was like, Lord, um, what do you want us to do next? And so I went to sleep and I had a dream and he gave it to me full out in a dream of what to do with the high school students and um, how this program should run. And so just like a back of say, write the vision and make it plain, wrote the vision and make it plain, had a group of friends um, who were all involved um, we talked to uh, uh, one of the high school's um, administrators and they were like, hey, can we, can you bring this to, to our school? We were like, wait, we don't have anything to bring yet, but this is just our idea and thought. We was like, I don't care, like just bring this to, to our school. And so we did that and we started and um, we grew uh, over 200 students. Um, just attended on a Sunday, on a Sunday night, we had kids that were walking miles, like, just so wow. they could come, um, and, and God did some really amazing things um, in a four-year stint um, at, at that uh, particular high school, and then other high schools was like, well, can you bring it here, can you, can you come here, can you do this, and I just watched God do a lot of different things for a lot of different students, 
And then we had a parent um, portion to our program and parents, they had support, they had outlets, they had places where they can talk and they can discuss. I end up moving my entire family here. <laughs> so uh, my parents um, and my brother uh, came from Florida and they, uh, they came to Georgia, I am in Georgia. And um, we just went to work and we just watched God do some incredible things. And we, we actually end up touching over a thousand students and parents um, within our stint. Um, and we've watched kids go into college and play sports um, and they come back and say, because of what we learned at Game Changers, we were able to apply it. So I, I'm encouraged of the things that um, God is doing. I always tell people, um, the, you know, the word tells us don't despise the small beginnings. Um, and, you know, once you, if you be faithful over the little things, God will make you rule over much. Come on. So the, more, the more that you adhere to the call that he has given to you the more you seek his face as to where, what you want, what you, what he wants to do, not what you want to do, the more God will, will open the doors for you that no man can shut. Um, and he will allow your voice to be heard um, when it's not about you and it is about him. I watch um, students come to Christ. I watch behaviors change. I watch students that had no ability to even graduate, graduate, um, you know, I had administrators like, how the heck did you get this student? This student is over age and we were about to put them out and they have, they pulled all their grades up and they have graduated and it was nothing but God. I, I mean, I had, I had dope students that will tell all of his uh, compadres, hey, you have to be at the school on Sunday night at this time. When we would do altar call in the school, they will be the first ones at the altar. So I watch God do it all. These are the same students who ended up graduating and said they wanted to go into computer science or, you know, whatever, because of the things that they learned through Game Changers. So I just was very excited about what God was doing, not only in my high school students, my college students, but definitely in my pro, pro players' lives, not their lives, but just their family and all the pieces that, you know, are a part of that. So I, nothing but God. So that's how Game Changers got started. That's how we existed. And, you know, that's how God has been doing ever since. God is so good how he'll work through the heart of men if we allow him to, okay? And that's the key. And I think it's so big because it ties together, right? Don't despise the small beginnings. And then even in the beginning, when you talked about not being weary or getting weary in our well-doing, right? We have to make sure everybody wants to start. Um, I forget which coach said this, but he says, it's amazing how people want to start on the level that they see you at. They refuse to pay attention to the fact that it took a minute, right? That we had to start from small beginnings, that we had to begin somewhere. You didn't pop up and there were just hundreds and thousands of students and athletes and families a part of this. It took a grind, right? And, you know, one of our coaches also said, you know, prayer needs grind. And of course, I translated to the scripture, faith without works is dead, but you can't get weary. You know, I tell a lot of time, us as Christians, we give up in the middle. And the middle is the place, if you follow uh, Pastor Michael Todd, he talks about us all the time, the middle is why us as Christians often miss our call. We often miss that word, you know what I mean? Because it's in the middle where we're built for the light at the end of the tunnel. We want the blessing and then we'll get it and not know what to do with it. Yep, that's true. Um, I remember, like people don't understand, I was working with millionaires and we never asked them for a dime. I was homeless. And I 
I never asked, I never asked a pro player for a dime. And the reason that was is because they were so used to people only approaching them for things that they can get out of them or to be able to do. And God was actually stretching and producing in me something. Um, and you talking about being weary and well-doing. I'm, I'm talking about, Lord, what is going on? Like, I, how am I supposed to live? And he was like, I asked you how you were supposed to live. I asked you to take care of the people that I set in front of you. And a lot of times, like you said, we would just fall out or we would pass out in that middle. But we don't know what that's producing. And it produced something um, in those players to recognize that Game Changers 180 was totally different from what they had experienced before and what they had experienced with um, churches or pastors or preachers or, you know, all these other type of experiences. And then God set it up to where we didn't have to ask for anything for the high school program to be funded. Players were just coming to us and were like, hey, I want to invest. I want to make sure they were coming in to visit. They saw what we were doing. And we didn't have to we didn't have to pay a dime out for the things that were necessary, you know, to work for the high school. So God always has purpose in your pain. Um, don't fall out. Like you said, don't fall out in the middle. Keep going so you can see what, what like the old people used to say, let, let, let me run on and see what the end going to be. Uh, type of, I'm from Mississippi. So, you know, old school. Um, but yeah, you have to run on to see what the end is going to lead to. Um, you know, all of us have gone through loss in life. Um, and yes, loss is devastating. But man, we have to keep going until we get to the end to see exactly what God is doing. There is always purpose um, in the pressure, in the madness, in whatever else we got going on. I think that's amazing. I'm a country girl too. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, when you were in college, you try to say the city that's the biggest around the place people really didn't know, but I'm a country girl. And as I started getting older, I tell people, that's your roots. Those are your roots. And you find over and over again that that builds your foundation. But, you know, much like you, I'm a country girl. And that's exactly it. You know, we used to hear all those songs and hymns and sayings that our grandparents used to say. And when we were younger, it didn't make sense. But now it's like, man. And another one I think about all the time, and my pastor loved this, loves this one, on the other side of through. He loves that song. <laughs> He's one of those pastors that will call you out. He will call you out. You could be sitting there. Don't be on your phone. He will call you out and say, hey, hey, come sing that song. Yeah, I was thinking about this song this morning. Come sing it. You're like, what song? I don't know it. But I remember it vividly. And it was on the other side of through. There's a blessing waiting for you. Hold fast. Your trouble will not last. There's a blessing on the other side of through. And it's what you said. You said God has a purpose in your pain. Yes. Now, while we're enduring it, it doesn't feel good. I know that while you're going through it, we're not going to sit here and tell you that it feels good. God didn't promise that. He said that I'm going to work it for your good. And I can tell you every pain that I've endured when I'm on the other side of through now, I look back and I'm like, man, I know that was God. I mean, it wasn't anybody else. I know for a fact that was God. And so when I find myself in the middle again, I know he's the same God and that same hand is going to reach through and say, come on, baby. There's another side on through. I just need you to go through. You know, that's amazing. I think about also, um, you know, the scripture that talks about um, when the enemy came in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard. He didn't say he didn't he didn't stop the flood. He just said when the <laughs> that's right. Flood, he lifted a standard against him. Um, and, and I think um, the more and more we spend time in the word of God, I find that to be so important. And I also find that a lot of people do not study the word for themselves. 
um, you know, we had a lot of church people and I think COVID, um, I, I have, a, I lead a group of uh, college females um, here in, in Atlanta um, from various uh, universities um, through this uh, organization called The Living Room. But we talked to, um, throughout the whole COVID season, they talked about how much time they did not, you know, study God's word, how less time that they, you know, they, they didn't pray as much as they used to. Um, and it was all because a church, the church house was closed. And so because they were not, you know, going to church service or being in, in and around the, the church building environment, a lot of their personal relationship with God fell off and how it was just, they learned that their relationship was based on their environment. And they had to recognize that, excuse me, even though the church physical house is not open, God is still God. So I still have to spend time with him. I still have to, you know, read my word. I still have to pray. I still have to seek and find. I still have to be around people that can encourage me um, along the way. Um, and those things are yet important. Um, I think in the season that we're in now, we're finding out how our faith is actually being tested of how strong we were. Um, it goes back to the scripture that talks about when the rent, when in the rains came, you know, the seeds that were planted, either they're going to blow away, they're going to withstand, they were rooted or planted, um, or what have you. And we're learning, you know, what's in us, because those are the things that are coming out of us right now um, in this crazy uh, COVID season that we're in. Um, and, and people are exhausted. You know, like I, I talked about in the beginning, people are mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. Everything that could be attacked was attacked in this season. Um, and we're trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure out what life, you know, really is. Um, a lot of people are questioning, is this all to life right now? You know, how much more of this can we endure? Um, we endure until God tells us that we're done enduring. I can only imagine That's what right. the people of Israel was doing when they were running in that circle in the, in the wilderness. A three-day journey that, that turned in, I mean, a four-day journey that turned into 40 years yes. of going in the same circle. Um, I, and we're, that's a, literally what we're doing. We're going in the same circle, like every single day. So, um, we have to get back to the foundation, prayer and study. Um, and those are the things that's going to help us get out of, you know, the pressure that we're feeling, um, that's surrounding us on all, and what it says on all sides, we're feeling it from everywhere. Um, relationships, marriages, friendships, like all these things are being tested right now. Um, parents and their children. Um, educators, good God of mercy, I, my heart goes out to every educator that, every <laughs> that is trying to navigate um, this newfound world we're in, um, the strain, the pool, the mental strain, um, the emotional strain, you're trying to figure things out for yourself and, and you have students that are looking to you to try to give them something, um, all of it is tough right now. But what I do know is God, was he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he changes not. Um, if I believed him before, I'm going to believe him now. Um, and then I'm going to have to believe him until the end. Um, he that began a good work, he shall complete it, you know, to the end. Um, we don't know what that, what that end is or what it looks like. But guess what? There's a guarantee that he's going to complete the work that he's doing within you. And whether we like the work that God is completing in us right now or not, he's still going to complete it. Whether we yes. back out and say, hey, throw my hands up. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I tried those things in my life. God, I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard. 
Um, I'm a female in a, a dominantly male industry of sports chaplain um, because I predominantly um, from the years past have worked primarily with football. Um, that in itself is a feat. Um, you know, I'm always up against men who are like, why is this girl always like in, in our locker room or around? A, and male coaches that hate me because they're um, male athletes will listen to my voice and not theirs. Um, I've had to navigate. I've had to navigate through girlfriends and wives in the NFL and build up, um, you know, a, a positive reputation um, for myself. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of sacrifice um, in this that that coaches feel. Um, people who work in the athletic world feel there's a there's sacrifice that people don't even have a clue about. Um, but even in that sacrifice, uh, the Word of God tells us that our obedience mm-hmm. is better. Than the sacrifice. So I encourage anybody who's listening, um, who's just trying to keep it together, and they're like, God, I'm trying to obey you, but this is tough right now. Um, just know and understand that your obedience to what God is requiring of you right now um, is, is better than the sacrifice. Because on the outside of the end, um, it's the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow to it. So many nuggets. I'm telling you, you should see my little hand over here. You know, normally I'm the one spitting things at my students. And you spoke about educators. That's I said, come on, say that again, louder for the people in the back. Because, you know, everyone is going through. And, And much like you said, a lot of times we will make the middle or the going through or the valley moments longer, as you mentioned. Um, and what I've learned is when you spoke about we have to learn the word for ourselves. So often we'll take the scriptures or the conversations of what somebody else said and we'll maybe keep them to memory and that's fine. That's better than nothing. But knowing God and having a relationship with God is when you're able to recognize the enemy when it comes, you know, it'll continue. He will continually give you the same task and so you don't, until you understand it, just like education, we retest and we reteach. There's no reason to move because I cannot go to the next thing to build on it when you miss the foundational piece. And so when you have that relationship with him, you do. Sometimes I'd be like, God, I hear you. Okay. All right. Already. I've gotten to that place where I see him. And even when I see it coming, I may not like it. I'm like, man, here we go. But the fact of the matter is I know that the intentions, much like a parent, that is our father, much like a parent. We may not have liked the teachings. We may not have liked the method that they used, but it was always for our best interest. And, you know, one of the things that you said is obedience is better than sacrifice. It just is. And it doesn't mean that it's going to always be what we want. But what I've learned, and I say this often, is if God didn't sit it, or if it's not what he wants for me, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, but that's hard, Coach. That's a hard hard, hard thing because now we have to wrestle with... um, our plans and, and our desires versus yeah. the desires, God. A lot of people, they, you know, they go to the scripture that, you know, uh, God will give you the desires of your heart. Um, and a lot of people um, kind of mix that up because at the end of the day, you, your desires should be the desire of God. And anything that you desire that's not of God, God's not going to give you that. <laughs> so people just automatically believe that God is going to give me everything that I want. No, 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 no. One thing I know about him, he does not write checks that he can't cash. And so we always want to put God's name on stuff, (laughs) on checks that he did not write. And we always want them cash. 
But at the end of the day, um, many other plans of a man, but it's God's plans that's going to prevail. And I think we we get past because we have all these plans and we, we have all these things that we think about and we have all these dreams and it, it's great to be a dreamer. It's great to have all these plans, but if you have not laid those dreams and those plans um, at the feet of God, then um, sometimes it's just your dreaming your plan um, and don't be seeking God for support on your dream and your plan. Um, one thing for me, when, when I came to the point where I was really like, okay, God, um, it's all of you and less me, what next? Um, we can't say God send me and I'll go, but then we say, but I'm not going to go over there, (laughs) but I really want to go over here. And I want you to take, you know, and we can't, uh, I call them Burger King Christians, hold the lettuce and tomato, but add the bacon and the mayo. But you know what I'm saying? The the Burger King Christians have it their way. Um, Burger King Christians over here. Um, it's, it's God's way or no way. Um, and we have to get to a place where we know and understand my hands are off and we have to um, and we have a problem with taking our hands off i i've done it in seasons of my life where i just want to put my hands especially people who like to control everything and make it happen um especially people who have a doer spirit uh you know all of us who have a go get it type of attitude i got this done let me make it happen how you and i were talking about being able to balance a lot of projects at one time um not just having the one thing but having all the things and we're, we're controlling it we're making it happen and we're making it do um and god be looking at us like why are you doing all this business right exactly none of those things did you listen to the one instruction that i provided to you and, and i learned um my, in my younger years, the one instruction used to get me because I would hear the one instruction and I'd be like, well, what if I add this and this and this, and then I can do this. And then God like, I didn't tell you to do that. So you didn't kill yourself because now you're not graced to handle the weight of all those things that you have put on your plate. Now your body's falling out. You ain't even asleep. You, you're exhausted. You got bags under your eyes. You're tired. You can't understand why, you know, why these things, because you're trying to carry things that God has not asked or required you. Come on. Um, and I used to always struggle, especially in college, um, with being able to let let go and let God. Um, and we keep saying that, but we have a very difficult time letting go and let God. And, you know, that's actually a sin because now you are trying to tell God that you're bigger than him and that you can handle more than what he can. Um, and we have to get to the place where we can really let go of the weight that easily so besets us um and a lot of people think weight um think it in the terms of like uh sin but disobedience is a sin anything that does not put us you know in right standing with god um that separates us um not the love of god but just puts us in a place where there's a separation um of not being in the right place um we have to evaluate those things god am i doing this for me or am i actually doing this for you did you actually ask me to do this or am I doing this because I want to do this? Um, and I think that's a hard place to be. Um, and that's another thing about being weary and well-doing. Um, we have to be able to separate the me thing versus the God thing. Come on. Because God will give you the grace to carry the thing that he's given you. It's not that it's going to be easier, but you will have the grace to sustain. Um, and you'll recognize um when the grace is not there to sustain the thing that you are trying to walk through for that season. 
that's that's something else. That's a hard lesson I had to learn. Um, being able to stay under the grace that God has given for that season and not taking on things that did not belong to me in that season. I mean, you're just over here making bracelets and rings and necklace. I mean, I just these gems just dropping, and I'm sitting here just like blown away. And and for me, it is more amazing. It's such a blessing because so many of our young people and people that are developing. And at this point, honestly, even as adults in leadership roles, we've been given leadership positions, but we've never been taught how to be leaders. You know, that actually was a conversation I had with Coach Jada Williams at Coastal Carolina. She said, you know, we're telling people to be leaders, but who laid the format out? Like who has taught these babies how to actually be that? And so I'm just, I'm taken aback and I'm so thankful just for what God has given you to say today. You know, one of the things you'll always hear me say, um, and the whole reason why God, you know, created this platform and I'm going to continue to be his vessel as long as he tells me to, is to work on what I say, normalizing athletic professionals, athletes and coaches of faith, you know, for whatever reason, right? There's various reasons. It's not cookie cutter. Some may feel that, you know, they can't in their position. Some may not feel comfortable in their position. And some, much like you said earlier, they haven't developed a relationship enough that's secure enough to be able to walk in it in their leadership role. So just in here, what you do in your faith walk, in your journey, and not just, you know, mentoring and guiding people in life, but also in their faith life. What do you think one of the biggest reasons why athletic professionals, athletes and coaches have a hard time working to normalize their faith life in their, you know, regular walk in these positions? And what's something that you think we could do um, to just continue working on that in this arena? Here, the responsibility. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing as leaders, because you got to think about it. you. You fear the backlash. You fear yeah. that I've worked this hard to get to this level of my um, athletic leadership, where, wherever that might be you know, coaching, AD, whatever, whatever role that is. And I don't want to jeopardize that. Um, But it goes back to when Jesus had the disciples to leave what they did to follow, you know, lay down their cross. And and, I mean, lay down their cross and follow him, take up their cross and follow him. Um, A lot of people don't want to do that because why? We work so hard to get into these positions, but we also forget that it wasn't just because of our, working hard, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. But it's your integrity, it's your character. Um, those are the things that's going to keep you there. Yeah. And I think if people, we just flow in our natural um, ability and what God has given us in our faith, all we have to do is show people the love of God. There are a lot of things that don't even have to be spoken and people know there's something different about you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many rules and regulations when it comes to faith um, in, in public spaces, especially in the athletic world. I believe that's another reason why, you know, coaches fear like, oh, can't be a part of that. Last time coach got fired for that. Another, the fear factor. Um, but there, there are ways to get around that. Um, I've spoken in schools for the last 20 something years. And there, there's a way that God can lead and guide you and give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in a way that you can display the word of God without having to be so forceful about it. Um, I have spoken in classrooms that had nothing to do about faith talks and quoted scriptures left and right and had kids trying to figure out what book it came out of. Um, But that's because we should be, what is the scripture? Um, 
um, why, like, uh, it left me. Using wisdom in those spaces in order for Christ to shine through. And I believe if we seek God and ask him for the wisdom and how to handle the situations we're in, um, we will always be the light that we're called to be in those spaces. Um, it's just like me. I work in corporate America for my daytime job, but they all, all recognize there's something different about her. Like, what, what is it about her? Um, different in my speech, different in the way that I treat people, different in my behavior, different in the way that I act in, you know, at parties or company events or different things like that. They just always recognize, like, I don't have to tell them I'm a this or I'm, I'm a that, um, but they just know it's something different. And I believe if um, coaches and those who work in the athletic arena, um, if they mirrored <laughs> the life of Christ, then you don't have to like always be so forceful. But then God will have opportunity where you're able to have those side conversations with people about faith, um, you know, that ch it'll change somebody's whole entire outlook. And that's where salvation comes from. Um, because they knew there was something different, you know, about that culture. It was something different about working with that person. Um, I just feel like um, God is sending us out, you know, into the world in all these different arenas. And he can give you whatever's necessary for you to carry that out. He didn't put you in position um, for you just to be the, the coach or influence for the sports um, portion of it. But he sent you as a catalyst to, to do exactly what the assignment that he sent you for. And so, and that's in your leadership. And, and like you said, how do you lead? What is the foundation for that? And, and if you are, um, if you are a person of faith, and the Bible is your foundation of how you conduct your life, then that is what will be poured out of you. Um, what's in a man is going to come out of a man. Um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's in you is inevitable. It's going to come out of you. Whatever example you're setting for. The students or the athletes that are um, under your watch. As so goes the head, goes the rest of the body. And so therefore, whatever you're giving out, that's what your students or your athletes are receiving. And so it's up to you how you want to, what's your legacy? We, 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 everything we do is for legacy. So at the end of the day, what's your legacy? When, when you say ashes to ashes and dust to dust, what will the people say about you? What will you be known for? What will your students or former athletes or coaches, what will they know you as? Um, and, and I always take that because it's, what legacy are we leaving? We're not here forever. God never intended us to be on the earth. We're, we're here for uh, time and purpose. Um, and once we have accepted Christ, um, it's not about us anymore. It's all about him. Um, so God, what, what, is, you know, what does destiny look like? Uh, what does the call look like? Um, what are the assignments along the way? Um, what do they look like? Um, Lord, let me not miss an assignment. Um, I, I got students out here committing suicide every single day. I got athletes that are, you know, have behavioral issues. I have athletes that are homeless trying to figure out how to help parents, you know, navigate whatever it is in the household. I, mean, I got athletes who have been raped and beaten and, you know, all these things that are going on. How can I be an open vessel uh, to be a support system? or to impart um, some plant seeds, some water, but at the end of the day, God's going to get the increase. We're not everything to all men, but we are to be here to be an answer to at least one problem. Um, and that's what I tell my students all the time. Um, that, that's your purpose. Uh, whatever 
um, answer you are to whatever problem. You're not here to solve every single problem, but there is something that God has sent you to influence um, and to be able to speak to. And all of us um, in any type of servant leadership role, um, we're just here to be an answer to somebody's problem. There she go. I mean, goodness. I don't, but I think it's it's perfect and amazing. You remind me so much of previous servant leaders that we talked to, and that's how I know that God has sent you all here. And I stress that over and over. It's not about me, not even close, but in order to coach Chris Kreider, he is an assistant men's basketball coach at Georgia State. And you reminded me so much of him because I'll never forget the first time he said this and it just resonated with me and it stayed with me. And you brought it up again. He said, it's not our job to just go around and write, I'm a Christian on my forehead and you know, Bible beat people. That's not your job. God didn't call you to do that, right? It's like that person that we asked to do one thing and then they overtake the whole project. And it's like, that wasn't what we asked you to do. God simply asked us to live our life the way that he called us to live it. And when you do that, right, just do that part, right? You're going to show up differently. You're going to walk differently. You're going to talk differently. You're like, people are going to see, it's like, there's, what is it? And they're not going to be able to put their hand on it. It's like when you eat a meal and you're like, they put something in there, but I can't taste exactly what it is, but I like it. It's good. It's different. And when you live your life in the way that Christ has asked you to, people will see that. And much like you just said, then when they come to you, and they will, because they're going to want to know, why are you always happy all the time? That's what it sounds like. Yep. It seems like you're just so chill all the time. Yep. Man, you don't go through nothing. Those are the things. So our listeners, if you don't know what that, that sounds like, it doesn't sound like somebody say, hey, you're walking like a Christian. No, those are those punchline words that you hear. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't ever have a bad day. Yep. Those things. And, 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 and then it's in those moments where it's like, no. That's not the case, but let me tell you, X, Y, Z. And those are those sidebar conversations you were talking about, but we have to understand this. Christine Kane, she says that best, and I love listening to her podcast anytime she speaks. So shout out to her. But she said that we are God's love letter. Mm-hmm. What are people reading? Ah, that's good. I was like, mercy. She was like, think about it. And, and, and I really took a back on back seat on that. And I was just like, wow, because that is a huge problem today with Christianity versus religion. Ah, that's a good, yeah. That is, uh, this whole Christianity, um, personal relationship versus um, religion, you're finding out people who just had some type of religion, like they identify yeah. with um, Christ, um, but not really like living, um, mm-hmm. you know, for Christ. And so there, there's a difference. Um, and I can walk around here and profess that I'm a Christian all day, but if I don't read my word or if I um, never pray, if I never talk to God, if I, I never did any of these things, I don't pretty much look like exactly what I'm supposed to be molded in the image, um, you know, as the word tells us. Um, Christ, you know, being a Christian is to be Christ-like. And if I don't exemplify, uh, the, the Bible tells us that you'll know a tree fruit yeah mm-hmm. yeah some of us be bearing some bad fruit and we Ooh. don't look like our daddy and so <laughs> and so i mean that's just truth be told yeah. we, i mean some of us we just reckless out here we don't um we don't exemplify any any um yeah. anything that looks like christ um and i remember the story in the bible when when jesus cursed the uh the fig tree 
And, you know, and some of us don't realize like there could be curses on our life because we are not exemplifying what it is that we are called to exemplify. Yeah. Um, and some of that, we just got to put it in check and, and people don't like to be called out. People don't like for their stuff to be, you know, poked at. But I think, um, you know, as coaches, what do you do? You see a student, you see an athlete that has all this potential. You see an athlete that has, that could be like so much more. You're going to work to help develop and cultivate and push and, and, you know, and do all these things. And I think if we did a better job of ironing, sharpening, sharpening iron, um, and we were um, accountable to one another. That's another thing. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I got my own thing going. It's my yeah. personal relationship with God. Don't tell me anything um, type of attitude. But if we were real brothers and sisters in Christ um, and we were able to walk with one another, you know, through this walk, because this is a walk. This is yes. a daily. This is nothing that just happens like, you are forever be in perfected. Perfection is not like, all right, it's been 10 years. I'm perfected. I'm out. No, no, that's no. right. You are being perfected every single day. Um, God is still molding. He's still shaping. He's still pulling things out because we are, we're human. We, we are flesh and flesh does not want to die. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing. We do not want to die to self. And so, yeah, every single day we're working out spirit versus flesh and which one is going to be the stronger and which one is going to win for the day mm -hmm. and thank god for grace and we could be like hey look lord i jacked up everything today come on um i need some grace for the day so tomorrow could be a fresh new day and i can start this thing over um and try to get this thing right um and i think if if we as as people of god will give grace and love towards people all of us will, will be in a better place. Yeah. Um, we, we do not exercise enough grace. We do not exercise enough love uh, towards one another. And so the fruits of God, uh, the fruits of the spirit, they're not shown. We don't yeah. like long suffering. When people yeah. irritate us, we, we don't. Forget that one. <laughs> we we, we want to forget that one. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, there, there's no patience. Uh, everybody's real quick and short. Like they don't, they don't have time to be, you know, one person, does something to you the next person you talk to got to catch whatever the person you know what i'm saying yeah you don't kind of sit and resonate um that everybody is going through something um and everybody needs a little grace you know for today um and i, I think if we exercise more grace and love towards one another we will all be in a, in a in a better place i totally agree you know i was saying there's so you know, there's just so many things that I could say to that. And, and, the, and, and the largest part in that is at the end of the day, I was telling this to somebody before I said, you know, I've learned and I grew up this way. You know, you eat from everybody. Right. We know this. You're a country girl. You know, your grandparents and your mama said, oh, girl, you don't eat from everybody. You don't know what what's in their house and in their kitchen. Right. You don't know the hands that prepared it. So we also have to understand that the same thing holds true with the word, right? And with the way that you walk. So you can't expect people to want the bread of life from your hands when they don't know what's in your kitchen. They don't know what's in your heart. And I said, it is, it's the same thing that holds true. Now, I don't eat from everybody's house, but I also don't eat from everybody because of what are you showing? So you can't sit here and say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then they're watching your moves, much like you said. All right, the tree is known by the fruit that it bears. I don't want to break bread with fruit that's molded and already fallen off the tree. And I mean, come on now, you know, 
and 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 I just that that was big for me there. You know, Coach Chris, um, she's on here. She has something for you. I do believe. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, Miss Ford, wow. Uh, like Chelsea said, you know, it, it's been one of those days, but like, you know, when you're like, I hope this is encouraging, influence somebody. Um, yes, me. <laughs> so I really appreciate you coming on and sharing. And the uh, the Burger King Christian, like that, that's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, hands off and just let go, let God. Like I have full of notes here and I just want to uh, uh, say I appreciate you coming on sharing it really encouraged me and it was a word I needed to hear like coach Chelsea says it's that spiritual discernment and I just really appreciate you coming on because it just really lightened my uh, day to day oh was, thank god that's yeah. an answer prayer <laughs> yes it is a lot of gems thank you oh you're very welcome anytime oh man that blessed me <laughs> Hey, look, she gives me that every day, though. That's why I love her. Like, so Coach Chris is in Cincinnati. And that's one of the blessings that have come uh, from that has come from this platform is just, you know, you talk about coming up on a year now. A year ago, I didn't even know she existed. She didn't know I existed. And now that's somebody that I talk to. I know in some form of fashion, five, six, seven times a week. Right. And, and it's like that is crazy. But that is that a God thing, as you said. And it's just amazing because much like you know, our hopes all the time is just to be pleasing. And then when you, you know, God is in it, when a person you've never met comes along and says something that can set you right. And something that, as you said, my prayer had been prayed, or I had been struggling with this and this has just helped to lighten my load. And so it's just a blessing from God and it's so thankful, but it's also servant leadership. And that is of course the platform that we sit on. So of course, naturally, you know, before I let you go, I gotta ask, to Brandy Ford, what is servant leadership? What does that mean to you? Talk to the people. Let us know. It's three things. God first, other second, and I'm third. That's, Come on. There's nothing else to say about it. Um, that's something I've always taught student athletes. That's, that's anything I've talked to anybody else. Servant leadership is always, number one, God first, other second, and I'm third. Because uh, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. So when you seek him first, God first, um, the second thing is the commandment to love your neighbor um, as yourself. Um, we, it goes back to loving people. God first, other second. Because once you take care of God first and you take care of his people second, and I'm not talking about Christian people. I'm talking about anybody you come in contact with. I'm talking about them people that you normally wouldn't have any conversation with. I'm, I'm talking on. about those people on the street. I'm talking about the drug addict. I'm talking about the troubled youth that you're constantly having to get onto. I'm, I'm talking about that parent that just worked your complete nerves like every single day, calling up to school, talking about you messing with my child. Um, <laughs> when, you, when you, it's the people second. Um, and then, you know, once you do the will of God, um, he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, he will take good care of you. Um, he will do whatever is necessary, you know, for you. He will bless you. He will spotlight you. He will make your voice known. He will carry your name. He will, I mean, God would do so many, so many things, but it's always about God first and the people second, always. Right. I just wish y'all could just hear my hands that I raised them up and I just dropped them like limp because 
It is just, I tell people on a mission to create the longest, but truest definition of what servant leadership really is. Because you'll see that as taglines, as books, as webinars, podcasts, here we go, right? But the fact of the matter is, servant leadership, those are two action words. As Coach Lavelle Moten, servant leader said, he said, that's an action verb, y'all. It's an action verb. And so that being said, you know, you get different definitions. They're so true, right? Every single day. And yours was a breath of fresh air. It's still another true one. But again, something different to attach on to this chain. Y'all, come on. You have to understand it. God first, others, and I'm glad that you added that subtitle in there. Hey, don't forget, not the people you choose. Not the others that you choose. You know, we had um, Willie Spears. He was on, I just dropped his podcast this um, weekend. And he was like, I want y'all to understand when God washed feet, it, that wasn't everybody, the ordeal wasn't set up, these ideal friends and things of him. He knew that everybody there wasn't for him, yet he did it anyway. What you have to understand is you can't sit here and think, I'm a servant because I'm serving people that I like and my friends and things that are easy. No, all people. He said, love everyone. I'll handle everything else. I just need you to do what I've asked you to do. And so I'm glad that you put that sub line in there right? Because some of us, and we're all guilty of it. We think, well, I am. I did. Did you? You know, I tell people all the time, I teach where I teach because they need me. Not that anywhere else I'd go, you know, wouldn't, I couldn't serve there. But I want to serve where, much like the athletes you talked about, my babies go through, right? Is it easy? No. Could I go take a job where it's an A school and rather I teach or not, the children go make the grade? I could. But the fact of the matter is, I know where my place is. And it's not so much about just saying I serve to serve. I have to go where I'm called. Yes. And, and you that, know that that's an assignment there. And that's another yeah. thing we're going to talk about tonight. And that's why assignments are so important in recognizing that God is assigning you. Most people, and I'm going to say this and let you go, but most people get so hyped about the great things. Like, Come oh, on. I get to be, you know, X, Y, Z at this place. And, um, you know, assignments don't come always come easy, um, but they're there because there's something you need to impart. There's something that needs to be imparted in you. Um, there's there's growth on both ends. Um, and then when the, once the assignment is completed, it's completed. But it's not completed because you say it's completed. It's completed when God says it's completed. And he has a different timetable than we do. We might say the timetable is six months and God say, I need you there for three years. He'd be like, nah, six months. And he's like, no, your assignment is longer than that. Um, so um, recognize the assignment. Don't miss the assignment. That's one prayer that I always pray. God, allow me not to miss the assignment. Even when people reach out to me, Coach Chelsea, I always say, God, don't allow me to, to miss the assignment because you never know what that invite is doing for someone else. Yeah, that's huge. And then, and much like that, I tell people all the time, like if we're soldiers in the army, right? We know how the army or all armed services work. They don't get to choose where they go, when they deploy, how long they stay there, what's their assignment. They don't battle and say with the superior officer saying, no, I, I didn't think I wanted to go to Japan. I really wanted, no. They go ahead and they do, and however long that assignment, they're there until their assignment and task is completed. And then now you may have a little grace period, but now on to the next. And if we're soldiers in the army of the Lord, right? And we're following his assignment, much like you said, we don't sit here and say, no, God, uh, I'm here too long. 
No, we do our task until the next task is being called for. And I, I think that's amazing. I, I I just can't even say nothing else to you. Like Chris, complete the assignment. It's just an assignment. It's taking you to the next level. Don't stress about the assignment. It's building, it's building the character, it's building the depth, it's building everything that's necessary for the next move because the next move for you is greater than where you are now. You have to make me cry. <laughs> it is, it's, it's greater, it's, it's, it's so much greater than where you are. And the only reason why you are where you are is because God has to do this in you for now because when he shifts you to the next thing, it's gonna be a lot bigger. So there's more things that will come to because it's bigger. But yeah, please complete the assignment because on the other side of that assignment is the greater. Thank you, Miss Ford. I got you. And I got to do this just because I feel it. Brandy, to the coach that just lost their job, they feel I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, everything I needed to do. It's been a COVID year. It's been crazy. But you let me go. What? What do you say? How did they How did they get through that? What? What do you say to that coach, to that leader? who is thinking they're doing everything that they could have done, especially in this crazy year that no one saw coming. Yet I've been let go. I've been disappointed. Where's God? I'm sure it's a question. Yes. Is this really his plan? What do you mean? I thought you said, I, if I do what I'm supposed to do, you will. What do you say? Um, there are a lot of times um, we don't see the things that are coming our way, but God sees the things that are coming our way. And so there's a plan, even in, I lost my job, what's the next step? Um, and best believe that God will carry, he will protect, he will do whatever is necessary. Now, that doesn't mean that um, it's going to be an easy process getting to the next thing, but that's where your faith and your trust and believe, do you believe God uh, to carry you to the next the next thing he has for you? Um, the, the prayer in that is, God, show me the next assignment. Show me the next place. I don't want to be out here roaming around trying to put fillers out everywhere, make the connection so I can get to the next place and what you have for me. Um, a lot of times when we're cut out of places, sometimes that season is gone and we didn't we didn't move when God told us to move. So Come on. Um, sometimes it's just a faith builder. Sometimes it's a character builder. Sometimes it's a, it's a stretch for us because we've asked God to do all these things in our life and we think they're just gonna come down the pipe so easily. But we forget that we don't go through things for ourselves, but we go through things for the people that are coming behind us in order for us to have the testimony to be able to speak life into somebody else that's going to have the situation that's coming behind you. Because you can go back and say, yeah, I remember when, but I also remember when God did X, Y, and Z. I lost three jobs. I've been homeless twice in Atlanta. I've done all those things. And when God sent me to homeless shelters to minister to women, they when I walked in, they looked at me and they said, I remember one lady came up to me afterwards. She said, I didn't want to listen to you because you 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 didn't nothing could have happened to you in your story. But when I heard your story about how you were homeless and what God did for you, that's when my ears perked up. So I know that if God did it for you, he can do it for me. Um, and that's what it's all about. Again, it's not about us. And yes, it hits us. It affects us. It affects our money. It affects how it affects so many different areas. But do you believe that God's going to take care of those things? Are we going to trust him to be God? Has he lied before? Come on. Has he not come through before? Has he not shifted you? That's not your first job. It's not the last one. God, where's the assignment? 
Lord, show me the open door. Connect me to the person that I need to go to next. Lord, I don't want to be out here searching all around, trying to figure out who to contact, what to do, what to do. God, show me. And he can show you the dream. He can speak to you in the quiet still, stillness of your voice. Um, he, can, he can speak in so many different ways. Um, somebody can call you out the blue. People forget that God is, he sends your name out and there are intercessors that will pick you up in the spirit and will begin to pray for you, real intercessors. Um, and, and that's what people um, sometimes forget about the power of the Holy Spirit and what he does and how, the, how God said, I sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit, I don't know. And sometimes we don't have the we don't have the words to pray. There were times where I didn't even have the words to pray. God, I got nothing. Holy Spirit, take over because I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. What's the next step? Where do I go? What do I do? Um, but God always made a way. He always made a way. Always. No matter what. Always. When I was sick and we stopped Game Changers, I had uh, five medical uh, emergency surgeries back to back to back to back to back in all those four years and they didn't stop. And um, I was still trucking and going and God told me to sit down and I didn't want to listen. He told me to sit down. And so I rested. Um, There are a lot of things that um, God would shift on us. And in that shifting, it produces the greatest thing. Um, Because had I not sat down, I wouldn't be able to be on this call with you today. There's so many things in, in, in life when you are going through the press. Um, and that's part of the press. We know any any basketball coach understands the press. We don't like the press because it's like everything is going to surround you at one time. That's the press. But when we come out of press and we go to zone, the pressure comes off. Come on. So, you know, once we come out the press, we're just trying to get to the zone. If I can speak to those things. Come on. Brandy Ford. Let me tell you, that's actually my 2021 word, press. Um, I can't. I can't. Like, I, I just can't, y'all. I'm telling you right now, you are literally a blessing indeed. You are, you know, it, to me, it amazes me. And I told you this a little bit before we started today. It amazing, amazes me because I truly, I do not. God leads who he wants to come and speak on the servant leader. Have nothing to do with that. That's how people do all the time. They're like, well, how do people say yes? Well, I'm pretty sure they're on the same wavelength as God is talking to me. He's talking to them too, right? It has nothing to do with me. And one of the biggest things uh, to top off exactly what you said and to close out what you said, it reminded me of uh, Coach James Wade, the general manager and head coach of Chicago Sky in the WNBA. He said, we will do things in life and they will affect people we may not ever meet. We will do things in life and it will affect people that we may never meet. But we, as long as we follow, and this follows exactly what you said, as long as we follow what you said, God first, other second, and I'm third. That's all God asks for us to do. And if we trust him, everything, it may not feel good, but as you said earlier, there's a purpose in your pain. <sighs> thank you so much just for being here. I, I cannot thank you enough. It's such a blessing for me to be here. Thank you. It's, you have truly blessed us i know that for a fact and i know for a fact that it will bless and touch those who hear this so i thank you i always say this i thank you for your time because that is the one thing in life i cannot get that back to you i cannot give you a refund right but it truly is the truest thing the truest call of a servant leader is just giving of that time and being open and willing so you are now part of servant leader family all you have to do if you need anything is reach out so i am going to ask one thing of you before we go if you could close us out with a prayer i'd appreciate it Ooh, my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> my favorite part. 
favorite part. That's that's the part I live for. So, Father, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you, oh, God, for Coach Chelsea. God, I thank you for the command that you have given her. I thank you for the vision. I thank you for the steadfastness. God, I thank you for the unmovability. God, I thank you that you are strengthening her. God, you are making her steadfast in the thing in which you have called her to do. I thank you for the lives that she is touching all over this world, people that she does not, she's not even aware of. I thank you that this ministry is reaching the heights and the depths, God, and the expansion of exactly what you have called it to do. I thank you for coaches that are listening to this podcast all over the world, God, just now in the um, United States, God, who would, who would gain something from this message today. Lord, I thank you that you will plant seeds within their spirits, oh God. God, that you are strengthening them for such a time as this. God, I thank you right now that you're wrapping your arms around them. God, those who feel lonely, those who feel discouraged, those who don't know what the next step is. God, I thank you that you are given direction. You're given insight. You're given stability, oh God. God, you're uh, you're calling for accountability and responsibility in this season. I thank you for the students, God, uh, that they are influencing and they're impacting in this season. God, I thank you that you're doing everything that's fresh and everything that's new, whether it hurts us, whether it stretches us, whether it causes us to do something different, whether it causes us to move in a different direction or a way. God, I thank you that you said in your word that the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by you. So God, allow us to walk in those steps that are already been prepared and measured out for us. God, allow us not to lean to the left nor to the right, but God, I thank you that we will accomplish everything that you have called and spoken to us to do. I speak mental clarity, oh God. I speak that ears are open to receive, to hear what you have to say, oh God. I speak that eyes are open to see exactly what you will have to show us. God, even though the enemy is setting up smoke screens, clear those things out that we have clarity, God, that we have vision, that we have insight on what it is that you will have us to do in this season. God, allow us not to fall by the wayside, but God, allow us to gain the instruction. God, and I ask that you allow these coaches to sleep and rest where the enemy has taken their sleep and they have taken their rest over this season. God, I thank you that you are restoring, God, sleep and rest, God. The mental anguish that coaches have felt, God, are all across this nation, oh God. God, I thank you that you are restoring, God. God, I thank you where their minds have been shifted, oh God, where they seem like it has been confusion. God, I speak clarity, God. God, I thank you who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, I thank you from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, God. You are anointing them the fresh for this season, God, for this time and for this hour. I thank you for these leaders that you have raised up, oh God. God, I thank you right now, God, that they know exactly how to lead, God, what to lead, when to lead, when to speak, God, when to be quiet, God. God, I thank you and I praise you for everything that you are doing in these coaches' lives, oh God. But God, I thank you for what you are doing in Chelsea's household, oh God. Every area of lack, God, I thank you that you are pouring in, God, the overflow. Allow this season to be an overflow for her, oh God. Out of her obedience, oh God. God, I thank you and I praise you right now. God, she has blessed me. God, you said in your word, if you bless the prophet, God, you receive the prophet's reward. So God, I thank you that you are rewarding her beyond measure, God, for her obedience, even in this season when she could have stopped. God, I thank you and I praise you, God, for overflow in this season of her life in every single 
area. God, I thank you for Coach Chris's faithfulness, God, for her hunger and her thirst, God. Fill her, God, to full capacity, oh God, that she overflows, God, in this season. Allow her to be steadfast and unmovable. God, give her everything that's necessary to complete the task and the assignment in the season that she shall get to the next assignment that you have for her. There's so much greater, God. Remind her daily, God, of the benefits, God, that you have in store for her life. And I thank you that she grabs a hold of that word. Even on tonight, God, allow her to rest knowing that you have got it all under control. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, amen. Okay. Because I'm about to run up out of here. I'm just going to let you know. Yes. Thank you, God. Woo! I, I, this mic, this whole thing about to be on fire. You are amazing. I thank God for you. Uh, already, I already know you're going to be one of those people that I definitely stay in contact with. I appreciate you for what you do. I do. I appreciate if you do. And I'm so glad that you're now part of the Servant Leader family. So thank you again for being here. Cannot wait to press this down for our listeners. And again, you're now part of the Servant Leader family. If there's anything we could ever do, all you got to do is reach out. Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for this opportunity. Such a fun time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening to next time. <laughs>